Welcome everybody to another episode of The Men of the Machine. I will not make the mistake of calling us our old name again like I did at the end of the last <laughs> podcast. But anyways, uh, as always, I am your host Kevin Mills. Along with me is my good friend. And also host, Patrick. Yeah, I want to give you the opportunity to say it yourself though. Um, and the joyous occasion that's bringing you this podcast on a slightly different date than our usual Friday is the fact that they announced a whole ton of stuff for the Nintendo Switch. I think it was this morning, like the time okay. zone difference made it come out like mad early this or this morning, right? Okay, yes, but not just Nintendo Switch, also the, the, the Defenders, sir, the Defenders. Oh, yes, 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 and we're going to find time. We'll do that towards the end because I really want to... I, I've, I've been all jazzed up all day about the Nintendo Switch, so we'll start there. Oh, fine. Um, which is just, oh, it's, so, the, this will actually, by the time you are all hearing this, you will, should be like Monday or Tuesday, so you'll actually hear this before our other podcast, which comes out next Friday, that is talking all about video games, obviously a lot focused on the Nintendo, because at the time we didn't have the information we have now, and uh, so I think if you listen to them in order, it'll shed a little light on our opinions very thoroughly. Like, for example, I'm not going to talk a ton about Skyrim today. You'll <laughs> hear that in a few days, hopefully, because I went, I love, oh, it's just so good. But again, not here. So, uh, you pre-ordered it already right the nintendo yeah last thing is like i honestly i didn't even really want to but like there's this kid i work with who was just like let me see if i can pre-order the nintendo switch i'm like amazon can't even pre-order yet dude and he's like i have a skew this might try i was like all right fair enough i typed in the skew and he gave the option of like how much you want to put down on it and he's like i want to put 150 down right now i'm like okay so we did it and i was like as he was kind of over there i was just like i was thinking about it and i was thinking about it and i was thinking about it and i was like if this ends up like the original wii or the classic NES, where like I decide that I want it and then I can't get one, I'm gonna be really upset. <laughs> so what I'm gonna yeah, do right I now still is... want the classic NES, and I and our store. Whenever we get them, there's a line. Even after Christmas, whenever we get them, there's a really absurd line. People show up at like four in the morning because they've got nothing better to do that day. I, and I'm just I like, literally... what? What is going on? I now have a like a very solid. Um, feeder group in place where I now have um, one of the uh, warehouse guys, one of the merch team guys, and everybody on the front end instructed that when a, when a classic NES comes in, to call over the radio, oh what a lovely tea party, and then we will converge I will get the <laughs> NES, and then I will bring it to my car Um, oh, That's so good. Alright, so the Nintendo I'm not Switch. That Wait, did you get the? Plan. Hey, if it works, I'm a little jealous. I'm in the warehouse, and even our our store is super strict on us being able to even touch them. So it's whatever. But um, did you pre-order the neon one or the gray one? There wasn't an, an option, so I'm like, I'm not even honestly sure. Oh. I, I what I might do is like if because I already have myself to be email or to be yeah email when Amazon allows it. So, like, when Amazon allows it, I will probably order the one that I want through Amazon, but I just wanted to basically make sure that I had, like, one coming, is why I pre-ordered it today. They didn't give me an option, so I'm assuming it's probably just the gray one. Um, I would much rather have the colorful one, but, like, if I can't get yeah, it, I just I'm, want it the general, minute so. it's yeah the minute that that one goes up i'm gonna pre-order it and just put a few bucks down on to get it started because i just like the way the neon one looks plus 
The Nintendo Switch does what I am so happy it does, and it makes the 3DS obsolete. And hopefully any future mobile gaming platform that Nintendo does, because if the PlayStation Vita didn't make it obvious, any sort of serious mobile gaming is dead. It's like cell phones and then you have your shit at home. Like, that's pretty much it. Because smartphones are absurdly powerful now. You can do 95% of the stuff you can do on a, a PSP and Vita and a Nintendo 3DS. No, screw that. You can do 100% and then obviously everything else a smartphone can do. So the Nintendo Switch, uh, it's only a 6.2 inch screen. It's not a, like I've seen the pictures of it and it's about the exact same size when the controllers are on it as the gamepad from the Wii U. So all things considered, while that's kind of bulky, take the controllers off. You have a six inch tablet. My phone screen is 5.7 inches. Not that far. And, and obviously I wouldn't carry the Nintendo in my pocket, but you know, if I'm going on like the train or if, you know, I'm flying somewhere, that shit can fit in my bag easily, like a, mm-hmm. like any sort of backpack and whatnot. So I love that it is merging actual console and mobile gaming. And I'll talk more about that in a minute. How do you feel? Well, I mean, that's the thing is like the thing I think is most cool is that like it's cartridge based apparently again, which makes me happy. Yeah, it's well, like, it's I like, always like little, little SD cards. Yeah. Because that was the thing is like um, CDs and whatnot, they're fine, but like I would always much rather like I liked cartridges when I was a little kid. Like basically, like when I was, I don't know, like 12, 13, like my friends and I would just put Nintendo 64 cartridges in our pockets and walk to each other's houses. So it's like the yeah, fact that I can do that again is nice. And they're super, I mean, they're way more, um, what do you want to call it? Uh, not fragile. What's the opposite of fragile? Sturdy. Sturdy? Yeah, sturdy. There we go. We hit it at the same, well, at least on my headphones, we hit it at the same time. But anyways, they're way more sturdy. All my cartridges are still in perfect condition compared to the piles of discs I've thrown out because they were scratched to shit. Which, I mean, I don't have any scratched discs, well, but yeah, fair enough. Well, the the... Xbox One and the PlayStation 4 address this by just making you install everything all the time, which is cool, but it also really blows because it takes forever to install and you can't play it till it's done. And if you like uninstall it because you're like there's space limitations games are huge now on those two systems there's like call of duty is like 50 gigs so once you hit your space cap you go and delete stuff out and then if you want to play something again you got to go through the install process all over again so the thing that kind of sucks about the Nintendo Switch is that it's only 32 gigs, which compared to the 500 gigs of the base models of the other two is kind of pathetic. But Nintendo's whole thing is like, yeah, you're not storing that much on here. Everything goes traditionally on cartridges. You can hand them to your friends and they can play them and you don't have to deal with any of that freaking install bullshit. If you want to play the game, slap it in and go. Well, yeah, that was like the whole thing with it. Um... Because that's, uh, the Wii, I think, was, like, 32 gig, the one I have. So, like, I mean, or the Wii U, sorry. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, so, like, I mean, who the fuck, I mean, yeah, as long as, like, it's all contained on the disc, like, what the fuck do I care? Or, in this case, a cartridge. Yeah, and it, it, it also has, um, it also has a micro SD card, which the cards nowadays are getting faster and faster and cheaper and cheaper, so you can, ex- you can make it with plenty enough storage. Because Nintendo games don't take up that much storage they're not made like the other ones graphics aren't the main factor there's not all these freaking like texture packs and all this random bullshit that your game installs it's just 
for better or worse it's more so about the gameplay and the story of these little fun franchises that nintendo does so you don't spend a freaking 30 gig blu-ray disc to fill and that's just graphics and you finish the freaking main campaign in like six hours like every halo game which i'm not i'm not dissing halo i'm just saying that when you focus on the multiplayer and the graphics and then i'm i can finish the campaign in within a workday that's kind of a bummer I mean, for me, it's not because like, I, my whole like the way I play, as you know, is basically just A to B. Where I'm just like, so if I could finish something in a yeah. day, that's fantastic. And then I'm like, okay, good, I'm done yeah. now. Like, I feel accomplished. I'm, I, I am a cheap son of a bitch, and when I finish a game in a day, and I just realized I threw sixty bucks down on it, I'm like, oh, wh- I could get so much more out of uh, uh, Skyrim or whatever, something else where I'm gonna spend hours and hours coming back to it. Well, yeah, but the, just... the main thing that I'm doing with most games, like be it like Halo, like you just mentioned, or whatever, is the multiplayer anyway. So if I can finish the campaign in a day, it's like, okay, cool. So now I'm done with that. So I can just dedicate all my time to the online play, which I will be playing. I mean, Christ, I played Black Ops for almost a full year. Um, yeah, you played the hell out of it. Yeah, and I mean, uh, Halo I played for like at least – in all in all, I would say at least six solid months of, like, constant play. I mean, I never yeah. even touched the campaigns of either. So, like, I mean, as I'm saying, like, I'll still get used to the game, regardless of whether or not the campaign is lengthy. <laughs> like, Yeah. I mean, well, like, speaking speaking of games, I actually pulled the list down. Did you see all the different games that they – did you watch all the trailers and whatnot of the games they announced? I actually haven't watched any yet. I was about to watch some while you were eating dinner, and then, like, you got on, and I was like, well, I guess I'm not doing that. So, like, uh, <laughs> I'm pretty uh, sure they... they're, they're awesome, but I don't know. I've not seen them. Yes, there's a ton of games, and I was actually going to pull up a list here because uh, there was this guy on The Verge who wrote an article that I completely disagree with. Called says the Nintendo Switch launch games lineup is disappointing and needlessly confusing. To which I say, screw you, good sir. Don't buy it if you don't want it. But anyways, there is... So they showed off 11 Nintendo Switch games. The two biggest ones, obviously, being Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which we talk about on the other podcast... Or on the uh, other episode. And then the new Mario game, which was kind of a surprise. They showed it barely in the teaser trailer, but they didn't talk about it all like they did Legend of Zelda. Obviously, they've hyped that to no end over the last few months. Yeah. But uh, it's called... What is it called? Um, Super Mario Odyssey is what it's called. And... Yeah, if you haven't seen the trailer, definitely watch it after this. I plan to. It's like, it's like Assassin's Creed Mario. Like I don't understand. He, he. So, so it's open world, and there's a lot of different places. But in one part, he's literally in a city with skyscrapers. Skyscrapers. It looks like New York, and he's running and jumping and he can like swing on the telephone poles on the uh, uh street lights and flip himself up and get on top of buildings and like jump from building to building it's literally like parkour mario you basically described spider-man <laughs> yeah it's it's but you know with a mustache and he <laughs> Like so, there's there's a couple mechanics that are pretty cool looking that I that I really liked. It didn't show any of his power ups that I remember, you know, like uh, the raccoon yeah. suit or the fireball or any of that. But it showed he can take his hat off, throw it in front of him. It goes like you know whatever distance, spins in place. You can jump on it as like a in between. So if the jump's way too big, throw your hat out, jump on your hat, and jump over if you do it quick enough, and then the hat just comes back to you. Um, and they're going to play that up a lot more because at the very end of the trailer, it shows his hat gets eyes. 
So like you know where the M is on top of his hat? Yeah. It like just two eyes pop up out of nowhere and start looking around and Mario like looks up at his hat. So it somehow in this game they don't touch on it at all until that end but throughout the entire trailer he's using his hat for all these different things somehow the hat becomes sentient and it just freaking <laughs> runs the show and i'm really excited i don't i don't it doesn't give you any information i don't even know what to speculate that's confusing and vaguely horrifying but all right then <laughs> yeah i i uh, but it's so you played super mario 3d world right yeah we talked yeah. about that yeah yeah, so it's it's very similar to that in that obviously your point is to get from A to B, but you your camera turns. It looked a lot like six, Mario sixty four, um, where because on the Switch obviously you do have two joysticks, but uh, I think that game is going to be playable with just one of the controllers. So you know you mm. can do because the controllers uh, we'll talk about them in a minute because there's a thousand things that the controllers can do that are really cool, but. Um, I'm pretty sure you can play with one controller, so it's just like 64 in that the joystick, like as you turn, the camera moves with you in the exact same sort of mechanic. So it's mm-hmm. it's kind of like that, and you're running apparently through cities and other worlds, and there's obviously like a sand world because there's one of those in every Mario, and um, yeah, it just it it I can't say it's necessarily like you know brand new ideas, whole new take on Mario because they've done Super Mario Galaxy, which was crazy and had really weird mechanics and. Uh, uh, Super Mario Sunshine that also had that sort of open world kind of feel to it, but it's gonna be freaking cool. <laughs> like, cause I know people like people love that shit. I get it, but like I, as I said before, like I'm very much like A to B to C. Like when I played Arkham City, like my brother and my friend James, when I said I didn't do the side missions, looked at me like I had said I buried bodies in my backyard. They were like what like what the fuck's the matter with <laughs> yeah, you? yeah i actually i heard you talking about that on the on the gifted punksters podcast and i was like patrick doesn't do side quests like what? you have to that just adds it makes the story worthwhile i mean if i'm not getting a full story out of just playing from a to b then it's like then there isn't any point in the first place to me as far as i'm concerned but like i do when i start playing arkham city again and arkham knight again um, I'll probably I definitely am not going to finish either because there's I'm not fucking getting on the other trophies um, but I will definitely probably do more of the side missions than I did previously well granted it isn't hard because I did zero but because um, like that's what I was kind of doing and when I was playing Arkham City the first time like you'd be like the phone would ring and you'd hear like Mr. Zaz and I was like oh Zaz that's awesome and I'd be going in Mr. Zaz's direction I'm like oh wait this has nothing to do with the actual game fuck this shit and then I start going back <laughs> the other way so it was like this time, basically, I'd probably go with those impulses, but, like, most of the time, like, the whole point, as I said, like, at the beginning of this, like, the whole point for me is always kind of just to get from A to B. That's why, when, like, when I first, uh, that's why I kind of resisted Skyrim for so long, because I was just, like, I don't, like, if there's no point to it, like, there's no actual, like, A to B, like, what the fuck is the point? Everyone's, like, you just, like, you basically just run around in a fantasy world. I'm, like, I don't, I don't care. Like, I was just, like, yeah, it's, it sounds cool, but I feel like, I would be like fucking like tearing my hair out being like what the fuck am I supposed to do and well, like I did kind of have that at first but like now I'm kind of just kind of accepted it and moved with it but even when I played like GTA I'd never like do what people do where they just kind of go around and like fucking like kill hookers and like that's all the that life shit. my man that's what you do that's the whole that's the only reason that game's popular Yo, I know, but as I'm saying, like, the only reason I, like, the only thing I've really done on GTA was like I played the campaign for a while and then I got bored with the campaign so I stopped playing but like I, uh, it is. <laughs> no, that's fair. I I personally really like open world games, but I I actually don't. So on so Skyrim is the perfect example when 
you when you very first start the game, you obviously are about to get decapitated, and then you survive, and you run. The dragon attacks the town. You run past that. Once you get out of that town, you're supposed to go and talk to this so and so person. I never did that. I immediately after leaving the town just headed into the woods and started doing whatever I wanted. You anyone you talk to is going to give you a side mission, and side missions spawn side missions which spawn side missions so you start with one and by the time you're actually done with that quest you have three more sitting there waiting for you to do so you just highlight them and continue on but the only way you get to fight dragons is by doing the next step of the main storyline so i skipped that and i didn't fight dragons for 12 hours i played the game for 12 (laughs) hours without doing the one thing that that game hyped up throughout the months of its uh pre-release it was just dragons dragons drag it was like the dragon ball z theme song dragon 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 ball you know what i'm saying it just said dragon a lot and that's what i felt and i uh i was like really pissed i was like what the come on man i need to because i was really into smithing and i wanted to make the dragon armor and i was getting pissed i couldn't get any of the dragon bones and then i found out oh do the main storyline then i got hooked on the main storyline and that storyline was very short the main storyline in skyrim not long if you just spam your way through it you'll be done with the game really quick just like you like but when i was done with it i wasn't any like that was one game as i've talked about on the other one that was one game that never got bored to me just because i finished the main storyline i wanted to join the thieves guild i wanted to join the mages guild i wanted to find the cure for my vampirism which we talked about i wanted to do all the expansions like i wanted to do everything so i'm hoping that Breath of the Wild from Legend of Zelda has that feel. Because even though they're definitely talking up the open world aspect of it, I still feel like it's going to be main storyline driven without much I else. want that. <laughs> no, no, no. I know, I know, I know. What I, want. I, I want the main storyline, but with endless side quests that if I choose, fuck Zelda, let her be in trouble again. I got <laughs> stuff to take care of. I mean, fair enough. I'm just saying, like, for me, like, the whole point, like, like, like the whole reason, like, probably, like, I mean, the, okay, the main reason that I actually finished Ocarina was because I was, my knee was destroyed and I had no other choice. But, like, the main reason it stuck with me and I wanted to play it again since is because of how much I like the story and the puzzles and all that shit. So it's like, that's the thing, is, like, all the ones, like, there are finished ones since. I think it's because I haven't been invested in the story. So that's, like, the whole thing. is like, this one, if, like, at least I will say if they, if this one, if the story doesn't interest me as much, at least I'll probably get some more use out of it. But just by digging around doing like side missions and shit. Yeah. So like, at least there's that going. I mean, like normally I don't care and I still don't really care, but at least like that's a little bit of replay- replayability mm-hmm. um, where like I just kind of run around and be Link and do cool shit. But um, I do hope the story is awesome because I've, that's my thing is like, I think like Ocarina was the peak of not only that franchise, but maybe a video games in general. And like the story, but as in like, even some games where I wanted to play the story, I still haven't like, it's like Halo. Like I really want to play the story, but I never end up actually playing the story. I'll play the story for like a week and then I'll just be like, why am I not doing multiplayer? Like multiplayer is so much more fun. So like, I'll just fucking just basically put the story in the back burner and then never fucking pick it up again. Like I've been playing Halo now for like several games and I've still never fucking made it more than like, I would say at most halfway through one of the stories. Yeah, that's fair. I do that a lot. I I own an absurd amount of games, and the only games I end up playing are the ones that my friends ask me to play with them. So I I, I get that. I can't really throw any fits about it, but 
the only so oh so obviously let's get the obvious out the way uh it comes out march 3rd which is not far away at all that's only what two months away, not even two months away and it's cheaper than the other systems were when they announced it's 299 that's which i think is fair i think that's a reasonable price i mean i think it's expensive but it's where it is what it is like yeah but but for for what it is a touchscreen com- gaming tablet i think 300 is uh, definitely within reason well, no, I mean, obviously I will pay it, but I'm just saying, like, I was really hoping it'd be, like, 250 but Okay, like, yeah, that would have been amazing. Was, like, it was well, like when the, when the Wii U came out, they went super low-end with the... Or when the Wii, sorry, came out. When the original Wii came out, it was, like, Xbox 360, 400. PlayStation 3 was, like, 350 or 400. The Nintendo Wii, $200. Like, they undercut yeah. everyone. Everybody bought it for Christmas. Like, it was all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, but with this one, they didn't quite, and I don't, again, I completely justify it. I, I, or I, I mean, feel it's completely justified. Like I, I don't think they could have cut it down. The, the accessories are crazy expensive though, like absurdly expensive, which makes no sense for Nintendo. Their controllers have always been a little bit pricey for what they are, but geez. So, well, I mean, Jesus, like the, the reason I, ha- I, cause you have like 75 fucking Xbox controllers. I have two and that is because they are so goddamn expensive. That I'm like, I could buy a game or I could buy a controller. I'm going to buy a fucking game. Yeah. So, but, like, and to be fair, the Nintendo doesn't cause the same kind of rage that the Xbox and whatnot do to make you freaking break all your controllers you have. Cause my friend Mason just had to buy a new one cause he destroyed it. Um, so I guess, you know, the chances of them breaking is much lower. I've never broke one of my Wii remotes, but still, you never know what's going to happen. People have kids and pets and f- friends that are idiots. Like shit still goes down. I, I but so, oh, no, pri- yeah, that's the I thing want- is like, I'm super fucking careful with my shit. That's why there's one time that like, um, when, cause I don't break my shit. That's why there's one time like Justin was playing one of the WWE games and I was like, motherfucker, remember you, you were playing with my fucking controller, like go fucking easy on it. Like, yeah. I don't care how fucking frustrated you are. If you're that frustrated, fucking stop playing. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like leave my shit alone. I'm trying to find the, uh, pricings on it. So I don't, just i think it's like 60 bucks for like the gamepad one or whatever the fuck it is and then i think it's well, like the, the pro version is 60 bucks yeah so yeah. the pro one together i know that if you need to buy two new controllers for whatever reason that's 80 dollars which yeah, is just come on why is it 80 dollars it should be just like an xbox controller or something like that because those together is one controllers yes technically give one to your friend you got one and you have two very basic controllers but no they're one controller why is it 80 dollars one alone is 50 so one's 50 two is 80 which is absurd you're saving 10 dollars uh you're saving 20 bucks oh yeah Uh, fair enough yes so that is just in my mind i don't understand it i don't know why they have to go so high end on that the pro controller like we said is 60 bucks which is normal i wish it was a little cheaper but that's normal i'm not gonna there's not really anything you can do about it but uh the extra dock if you need it that's what i was looking up so so the cool thing about the nintendo switch is it comes with a customized um nvidia tegra processor in it so it's not like the it's not going to be obviously as powerful as the Xbox One or PlayStation 4, but it'll be way more powerful than like an iPad or something like that. Or in theory, obviously when it comes out, they will probably run it through the ringer, but in theory, it'll be the most powerful gaming tablet available cuz people always underestimate what an iPad can do for video games and I wish that they would take it a step farther, but that's neither here nor there. Apple <laughs> is not a gaming company. Um 
But when it is docked, so when you have the actual dock, you slide the tablet down into it and you're playing on your TV, there is a performance difference of... So it's at 100% when it's in the dock. It's only at 40% when you're out on the go. That's fucking retarded. (laughs) Well, the reason they did that is because the battery life alone isn't that good. And imagine if they let it run at 100%. So what they said was... Uh, lighter games, like let's say you're running the um, what the virtual store, I think is what they call it, right? For the older games, yeah. Let's say you're running the virtual store, or you're running a very basic, cheap Nintendo game that you got your grandma got you for Christmas. The battery life is rated up to six hours, so that's not a lot. I mean, most yeah. tablets are like the the golden standard that the iPad set for for tablets is ten hours of playback. Again, this is a console. But and the PlayStation Vita only managed about four hours. The 3DS managed, I think, three to six as well. But those are way smaller. Like the size of this thing, they could have tried to throw a bigger battery in it, but then it would have been heavy, and they wanted to go for portability. So all things considered, that's not that good. Now where it gets bad is if you're playing the. They gave you an estimate for Breath of the Wild because that game obviously is going to take a lot of computing power. Mm. Only two point five to three hours of playing that game mobile. So that's that's barely enough to get through you know like a a bus or a train ride or or anything like that like that knocks the portability of it down so that's fair if they had ran it at a hundred percent i mean i can only imagine it would get what one hour playing breath of the wild maybe three playing any other game Mm -hmm. so the one thing i looked into and i didn't get any answers yet so maybe in the future we'll talk more about it as we get closer to launch date is they're talking about how they're going to work that into an appropriate like uh function so are they going to have games scale back so they don't look that good on the screen now keep in mind it's only a 720p screen so running it to your 4k tv or your 1080p tv it's not as demanding on the tablet itself so that's nice but are they going to scale back performance or are they going to make certain things in the game not playable unless you're docked or are they going to, you know, just limit certain games altogether? Like, what are they going to do when you lose 60% of your power? And they haven't announced that yet, and that's kind of a bummer, because I, I really would hate to be playing Breath of the Wild, go to do one of the main missions, and they're like, whoa, 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 please dock your Nintendo Switch to complete this bullshit. Like, that would piss me right off. <laughs> Kevin's getting upset. Well, I mean, but uh, wouldn't, wouldn't that just be super absurd if you're out playing your game, you're having a really good time, and it's just like, nope, sorry, you'll have to go home and play, do something else for the time being. Fuck you. I don't care about your desires. That's the thing. You're coming to me, and I'm the wrong person to come to with this because, like, the reason that I never bought a 3DS, I really considered buying one around Christmas when they were like 100 bucks. Yeah, they were 99 bucks. Yeah, I, I really consider it. I'm like, I'm never going to use this because I don't play on the go. Like, if I'm, if I'm somewhere else, I'm going to be either listening to podcasts, listening to music, um, occasionally watching something. You know, I don't really have to usually have the battery power for that. Um, like, something like that. Like, so, like, for me, like, gaming never even comes up. Like, if you look at my phones and my, like, my phone and my uh, iPod, I don't think I have any games on either because I'm just like, I don't really give a fuck. Like, it's just like, I briefly had a couple when I first got them and I never used them because it's just like, I'm just like, my, like, my go-to is never games. Like, when I'm at home, my go-to is often games. Like, so it'd be nice to, like, have it, the option to do it. But, like, I'm, even if I like, had this, I'll probably still, when I'm using it, probably will be docked in front of my tv like it probably will not be something that i use on the go that much like i might use it 
like um, next time I go to the city or something. But like even then, like I still probably would rather listen to the podcast. I, mean, I might do both, but yeah, I mean, oh, so I used to game a lot more on my phones, and when I found podcasts, it went down dramatically because now I just Kevin Smith all day, every day. Because one day he will hear this and he'll want to know how much I love him, and then he'll give us jobs. That's that's where this is all headed. So. I listen to Kevin Smith podcast nonstop now, but when this thing comes out, that'll probably take a slight dip because I'm just, it it not only could I listen to so so a lot of things they haven't announced yet and that we're hoping for is that this will literally be a gaming tablet. Like it'll be a, t- a computing tablet. You'll be able to browse the web and you'll be able to use anything on the internet that you want and that would be really cool. So now to not just listen to podcasts or not just, you know, play a really shitty touchscreen controlled game while i'm doing it or whatever like i'll have this thing and in theory i'll i'll listen to my music while i'm playing the mario kart 8 or whatever mm-hmm. and it this will supplement actually i guess it won't supplement it'll add another step which kind of blows but in my mind it sounds wonderful well i think the only thing that sucks because you actually just mentioned it and like the fact that they're changing, they're overhauling the whole system, so everything's on cartridges, and basically I'll have to rebuy like Mario Kart. Oh, really fucking okay. So yes, let's talk about that. That I want to talk about the controllers more. I pulled up a thing that has everything in them, so we'll talk about them in a minute. But yes, so one thing that Nintendo hasn't talked about yet, and they've been super dodgy on, and it's something they're very known for because we just talked about with the Nintendo Classic, is reselling you shit over and over again. So. Obviously. Well, okay. In the case of the classic, though, it's a completely different thing. Like, the classic is what it is. Like, I mean, like, it's meant to be what it is, and I'm fine with it. Whereas, like, the Wii U, like, they were like, okay, you can play your Wii games on this, too. You can't play your Game uh, GameCube games anymore like you could on the Wii, but you can still play all the games you want for Wii. You can still play them on this. Yes, like, but whereas what I mean Switch is... Switch is basically just like, hey, you know how you have those, like, that Wii and that Wii U and that GameCube? Fuck you. Like, <laughs> none of that means well, dick anymore. So what, so what I meant by that was... Um... So obviously they've got the virtual console. And if you buy something from the virtual console on the 3DS, it doesn't transfer over to your Wii U and vice versa, which kind of blows, but whatever, that's fine. They're two different systems, yada yada. Um, supposedly, the digital content from your Wii U might not, uh, might not, big, big quotations, might not transfer over to the Nintendo Switch, which would blow because it's still your same Nintendo account. It's still their same internet service. There's no reason why you would have to repay for the shit that's on your Wii U, but that's what they're alleging. Uh, B, they've got, like I said, the virtual console on the 3DS, the virtual console on the Wii U, now the virtual console on this. They released the NES Classic. They've released like two or three disc compilation sets of like NES Remix and stuff like that. Like, they are shameless about like, hey, if you'll pay for it again in a different way, here, take it. Like, they don't give you anything, which is the opposite of what like Microsoft is finally doing because when the Xbox One came off, everyone flipped shit that it wasn't backwards compatible, and now they're just feeding 360 titles through like here does this please you are you happy are you happy nintendo has no reason to do that because their fan base has proven yeah i'll shell out another 30 bucks yeah i'll throw another 20 bucks your way like at least the uh virtual console game should be like five bucks but they're not they're 20 dollars yeah, no, I, I don't dispute that. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I don't buy it in a virtual console. Like, I used I to. I want I had, to. Like... I really want to, but I'm not going. I, I'm not going to spend that money when I'm when I'm not going to be able to play it in a few years. Because we all know, yes, I'll have that Wii U forever. It's like my my entertainment console is really flooded with just random systems I don't play anymore. But like, if shit goes wrong, 
I'm not going to be able to recover that. And it's only 20 bucks, whatever. No, it's still fucking 20 bucks. And I want to play Super Mario again. <laughs> what I'm saying, like the whole thing was like, I, I used to, because when I had the Wii, I would constantly buy shit on virtual console, like old Genesis games, old Super Nintendo games, old Nintendo games, like whatever. Uh-huh. Um, then when I got the Wii U, I'm like, I don't really give a fuck. Like, I'm not rebuying this shit. You didn't I transfer don't... it over from your Wii to your Wii U? I might. I honestly don't remember. Um, I did, and I never used it, but I was just that curious. That might have happened, but I remember it. I, I honestly, I remember doing the transfer. I don't remember if I had the other stuff. I honestly, because like, I never used it. Because yeah, I think it was like, it was like when I was like when the uh, Wii came out, I was like obviously um, way younger and didn't work full time and like all that. So it's like I could just fucking like do whatever. It's like when the Wii U came out, I'm a fucking adult. I have shit to do. So it's like I don't have time to fucking like I have time to like dedicate to like a game for a while. Like, yeah. but it's like I don't have like time to spend like the whole day and be like, hey, I feel like playing Metroid right now. Hey, I feel like playing Super Mario World right now. Hey, I feel like, like I don't have that fucking kind of time, even if I feel like doing it. Like, it's like I just don't have the fucking time. So it's like, even if I did, I'm like probably going to use it to like watch the enormous backlog of movies I need to watch. Yeah, like, or shows so or like, wrestling yeah. or any number of things. Wrestling, I'm almost always caught up, but yes. Well, I still, I still am. am if they don't announce that my digital content will transfer transfer to the Nintendo Switch, because if it, so, at launch they have eleven games they announced today. So by the time the game comes out, they might announce a few more. But a lot of them aren't even available right at launch. Um, I can't tell you which because I closed that article. But uh, I know uh, the new Mario game doesn't come out till the holidays. Even Mario Kart Eight Deluxe, which a point to what I just said. All Mario Kart 8 Deluxes is it's the same exact Mario Kart 8 game, but you get the expansions and a few new characters get thrown in there, like the Splatoon guys. Otherwise, what the hell's the point? You're just making me spend 60 bucks again because I, I got the Switch and I'd want my Mario Kart over again. That's bullshit. But anyways, even that doesn't come out at launch. Um, the is like that's the one that makes me not want it at launch. Is like if the only thing I can do at launch is play Zelda, like. I mean, I might be down just to wait until like next Christmas and be like, whatever, just have everything. Yeah, um, that's what I'm saying. So I put the fifty bucks down, but I made sure before I did. I asked Joe. I was like, if I decide I don't want this, can I get my money back? Or is this a non-refundable deposit? He's like, no, you can get your money back. I was like, yeah, okay, because I would just like, there's every chance I might decide like the week before that I'm like, fuck it, I don't care that much. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to be covered in case. Oh yeah, I'm gonna pre-order it too. But so so I found the list now. Um, Legend of Zelda comes out the same day that it does, which is cool. That's the biggest game everyone's talking about. Yeah. Uh, Super Mario Holiday, Splatoon Two comes out in the summer. That's all they say. Mario Kart Eight comes out April 28th, so almost two months later. The new well, box. Well, fine. I get you. I get it's almost two months. But almost, it's more yeah, like not quite a month and three month quarters. And <laughs> uh, this new game, Arms, which I'm actually really excited about, comes out in the spring of 2017. So who knows what that means? That game, it's like, um, so I'll talk about the controllers in a minute. The controllers have motion controls in them and whatnot. And supposedly, Arms is a boxing game that's kind of like a first-person shooter, and 
you have like these big springy arms and you punch people but it's way more accurate like the gyroscopes and the accelerometers in these are so much more accurate. they can detect between a straight punch a hook a jab an uppercut do you did you ever play the boxing on the wii it was just my brother was more better than i was but i did play it yeah. it was literally just flailing it, there was it was just everyone would like try to do moves and the we the we would just keep going straight it didn't make a difference but in this supposedly they can do it a lot different um they have this new party game called one two switch that comes out with the wii u at launch and it's really goofy i or sorry with the nintendo switch at launch um it's really goofy i can't really explain it it's kind of like um it's got like dancing elements it's got like uh mario party elements it's it's just it's weird but anyways new fire emblem game that comes out in the holidays xenoblade chronicles 2 which xenoblade was amazing but xenoblade chronicles 2 which doesn't even have a release date uh sonic mania which is going to be kind of a new game kind of a collection bunch that comes out in the spring super Bomberman, which comes out in march so a few weeks after launch i'm guessing hopefully sooner because it looks awesome and then uh puyo puyo tetris p-u-y-o how would you pronounce that I have no idea. Yeah, Poyo maybe. I don't Poyo, know. yeah, Poyo Poyo Tetris, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's Tetris, but the little blocks are alive and whatever. It's so they don't have a huge catalog of games that come out uh, in general so far announced. At, obviously, that'll grow because this has the largest like partnering of developers since the GameCube. So there is going to be a lot of games that come out with for it. But at first, it's not that impressive and all of the big ones besides Zelda are you have to wait for, which is kind of a bummer, but that's just how life works. So, I will mostly be so the reason I brought that up was that I'm going to want to play all the shit that I have in the uh in the in the store in the virtual console cuz that's all that I'm going to have for a while. I'll have, you know, a handful of games maybe, but for quite a while as far as what I want, I'm just going to have all the old cuz I bought um, I bought Super Mario 1, 2, and 3 because I had a gift card. I bought the original Super Smash Bros. I bought Majora's Mask. I bought a Donkey Kong game, and I bought a Kirby game. And I'm going to want those on my Nintendo Switch, walking around my house, taking them with me and playing them on lunch at work, whatever I might be doing with it, because you're only going to give me three games when it actually comes out. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm saying, that's, like, that's part of the reason that I'm like... I, cause like, when you tell me I'm going to have like Mario and shit, then you tell me that it's going to be like basically like almost essentially next year. Like that just makes me be like, okay, then what the fuck am I buying it now for? Like, yeah, I don't... well, so, so when you put your pre-order down, you like start spending the money now. So that way it's out of your actual pocket. And then when you decide you don't want it, you got 150 bucks to either save towards the next one or you just spend it on whatever the hell else you want. But I'm, I'm almost thinking I should just wait for a bundle. They always do random bundles where they throw a game in for an extra 20 bucks, so you save yourself some money and you have a reason to start playing it when you get home, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why, like, the reason I pre it was in case I changed my mind, and it's entirely possible that I will, um, but I'm saying, like, that's the whole thing, is, like, the one that they're kind of selling me on is just the fact that I do really fucking want to play Zelda, but it's like, I mean, it's two months from now, and I mean, honestly, like... I mean, I have other shit that I want to play. So, like, yeah. I still ha- I still want to play. I still have to finish uh, the Telltale Batman game. I still have to actually play through Skyrim more. Um, I still have to finish the campaign and play the fuck out of uh, the uh, multiplayer of Titanfall. I still have to actually play the campaign of Infinite Warfare and play more multiplayer of that. Like, it's like, I have a fucking... I have games to play. <laughs> like, so it's like... That's the only thing is, like, 
I'm almost sold based on Zelda, but not completely, and that's why, like, that's the one wobbly bit that makes me be like, I might just fucking wait till Chris next Christmas and be like, fuck it, and just, like, get, like, where I can get Zelda and Mario and, like, whatever the fuck. Especially because if I can get Mario Kart, having to pay for it again would be nice. Yeah, that would um, be phenomenal. And I bought all the, exp- I bought every expansion that came out for it, too, for Mario Kart 8, and I bought all the extra characters and stuff, so it's like, come on, man, I spent money on you. Give it back. Yeah no i remember that that's the only i never i almost never buy that's why like i think that that i think you were probably in the minority um people like me in the majority which why i think they're now just giving away all so much dlc where it's like for infinite warfare and titanfall they're like okay free like free dlc in like x number of months like yeah just wait just wait and you'll get it for free exactly and i'm just like i feel like that's mostly for people like i feel like the, the majority of people like me is like i'm not fucking paying you 30 bucks when i just paid you 60 like it's like that's great you would some more levels and shit fine i don't fucking care that much dude like i'll buy it when it goes on the xbox live store for like 10 bucks yeah. like i don't get yeah, i don't care enough to fucking like like they, so they tried to sell me on it when i was um buying arkham knight and they were like, oh, they're like, these all these missions and shit. I'm like, yeah, I don't fucking care, dude. I was like, the whole fucking thing I want to do is fucking play this game. So I don't really give a fuck about what the fuck extra shit. Like, I appreciate that, like, it's there, but I don't really care that much. Like, I actually have the, um, as I mentioned in the last episode that will be after this one, um, the Arkham City I have is the one that came out for Wii U. So it had all the expansions and stuff from like, all the DLC from the uh, original release. And I still haven't touched any of it, like Harley's Revenge, any of that shit. Like, and it's been literally years now. I just, I just, I don't fucking care. Like, yeah, it's, it's like once I play the game, like it's that's just shit that's superfluous to me. Like, it's nice to have, but it's not something where I'm like, I need that. All right, so now I'm gonna. Sorry, I'm completely just gonna run off what you said and start talking about the stuff I found. So. I found the exact prices, so I'll read that really quick. Yep, it's $50 for one... They're called Joy-Con. J-O-Y-C-O-N. So one Joy-Con's $50, $80 for a pair. Again, that's whatever you think it is. I think it's pricey, but that's cool. Uh, An extra TV dock in case it breaks, or I don't know how in the earth you would lose it, but whatever, is $90, which I actually think is probably fair for that. Like, that's the home of the Nintendo Switch. That's what gives it its... Like, it gets it extra power, it charges it, it hooks it up to your TV. I'd actually probably say that's closer to fair. Maybe, like, 75 bucks. But that's just nitpicking. Um, the charging grip... So, the thing that turns the two Joy-Cons into, like, one actual controller when you're playing it is 30 bucks. It All it does is hold them together with a battery. I still think that's incredibly overpriced, but that's just me. <laughs> and then they sell um, Joy-Con wheels, which is just the plastic thing you slap your Joy-Con into, and those are 15 bucks. If you buy those, you're an idiot, so sure, they might as well have charged whatever they wanted on it. I don't care. But So I found I mean, that. Yeah, I'm not buying any of that anyway. So <laughs> Yeah, no, me either. Uh, I mean, I'll probably get the charging controller grip thing because, like I said, that's what turns it into an actual controller because I won't always want to play on just the small little half. But other than that, I'm not going to be buying anything from that. So uh, a handful of other cool things. So we'll talk about... uh, Before I talk about the controller, I'm saving that for the end. I'm really excited about the controllers. They are now making it so that the internet on them is no longer free. I mean, the internet on them is free, but yeah. the multiplayer system is no longer free. Basically, the, the, they have like their uh, Xbox Live or their PlayStation yeah. Network, whatever. I'm, it's yeah. 
I'm all for it. Like, I'm actually 100% for it because Xbox Live has always cost money and people always had a problem with it. That's why a lot of people went with the PlayStation 3. They're like, I can play Call of Duty for free. I don't have to... Well, I can play online for free and I don't have... But the the experience, at least for me, because I am an Xbox guy, I will play a PlayStation. I even plan on buying one as soon as I get this... After I get the Switch because I'm going to spend my money there first because I've been waiting for it. But anyways... The experience on the Xbox has always been better for multiplayer because they invest so heavily into the infrastructure. PlayStation didn't actually take it seriously until the PlayStation 4, and guess what? They started charging for it. There's a reason why now it's up to the standard of, you know, not as much dropped connections, not as much lag, not as much wait times. Um, So as far as Nintendo finally taking it seriously, because it was painful for me and you to get into a super smash bros game together back when uh, <laughs> when we first got that it was brutal to finally get into it we played for like 20 minutes i had to go and then i never we never tried again because i was just like you can't like there's not a easy to go to friends list there's not an easy uh invite system like every game is independent as far as how you get people into it it was it was a mess so if they're legitimately taking it seriously and going all in on their uh multiplayer uh, uh system whatever the hell I'm all for it. I'll pay the ten bucks a month or whatever it is. I've got. I bought so much Microsoft. I'm up till 2018, which doesn't sound impressive, but it's been there since three years ago. Because <laughs> I just wanted to make sure I've had it. What's the thing is like the whole thing with this is like I mean the reason I don't think that I would buy it. I mean I could. I might end up just for like you or something, but like I never. I don't think I've played Wii U online except for with you that one time like yeah and it well uh, that was the only time i've ever done it too and the reason was i didn't like dealing with it it was a it was a hassle for me because i was also just like i don't give a fuck like that's not true that's not true true. i did play um because i have uh black ops and ghosts on uh, my wii u and I have played those, the multiplayer online, but only a couple of times. Because mm-hmm. then, like, once I got them for 360, it was kind of like, I'm just going to do this. Yeah, yeah. And I, I wanted to play it online more because uh, Briggs had it, had Mario Kart for the Wii U. And I always was like, I was always like thinking, like, I'll play Mario Kart with my friends or something. But it's only one other friend. And the, the like, experience is so shitty. It's just not worth it. I mean, I used to play the original Mario Kart Wii, like, all the time online. Like, yeah. that's actually how I got really good at it, because, like, um, it was, like, the, there was I the mean, year that I was... that's like, how I'm you playing. got really okay at it. You're no Drift King, okay? That's Girl, clear. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying. Because drifting is for jerk-offs in, like, the fucking Tokyo Drift film. Like, Yo, whatever. I'm still the Drift King. Haters gonna I'm, hate. I'm I'm Dominic Toretto. <laughs> you wish bag. you were Dom. Oh my god. Anyways, <laughs> you're the moving on. You, the no, that's, no you Europe. you know what? I'll throw that into the list of who's who, and we'll come back to it. <laughs> I'm just saying, like you're even claiming yourself as the douchebag villain from Tokyo Drift. I'm just saying I'm the greatest pick. drifter alive. That's all I'm saying. You're calling yourself the Drift King, and I'm just saying, yes, yeah, Drift King. DK bro, villain. basically Donkey Kong. That's, I'm just saying it's also the douchebag villain, whereas like I am just doing it the regular American way. Which makes <laughs> oh, yeah, like, yeah, the, the re- whatever. Scenario. Continue your story. Um, but yeah, no, like there was like a year that like um, I wasn't like it was basically in between when I moved here and when I was still at home where I was unemployed. And so literally what I would do was um, I got Mario Kart Wii and basically I would wake up in the morning, start playing Mario Kart, um, eat lunch, continue playing Mario Kart, eat dinner, um, play a little bit more Mario Kart, watch a movie, go to bed, 
repeat for like a year yeah. and i was like i became super good <laughs> but um granted the, the skills atrophied as i'd stopped playing but like for for a hot minute like i was like one of like the top people playing like i was like my like whatever the hell they call the score of that where like the the, the highest you can get is nine 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 at my peak it was like 96 89 or something like it was something ridiculous because i just I literally had nothing else to do so i just do that all the time and then like when I got the Wii U one, like I half considered doing it and I'm just like, I don't fucking care anymore. <laughs> like at the time it was like when I had nothing to do, it was something to do. But like now I'm like, I don't fucking care. Like I don't need to prove myself against other people. Like I did it, I played with you and like we would like, go to your house and like Oh yeah, we uh, played quite a bit. Yeah, we would play you and I would play, or like we would all play and like shit like that. Like, but I was just like, but that was the only time I really ever played against people. Like, cause I mean, like mostly it was like the main thing I would do is like either playing with you or at my house like my apartment either playing with you or like playing with my ex or like play, like it's like that like it's like i had never played online i always just play with people in the actual vicinity because i don't fucking care anymore dude like it just like prove myself against other people it's just i i don't care <laughs> like it's just like there's like a line in give the ghosts uh on their first record which is like i used to compare myself but i don't care anymore it's like i for a while, the competition was something because it made me feel like decent about myself, even though I was unemployed and doing nothing. Um, but now I'm like, I don't fucking like whatever. Like it is what it is. Like I'm, I'm mostly just playing for fun, so I might as well play with people that I know and just kind of do whatever. Like I mean, we didn't just play that. We also played like NHL and we played like um, UFC, which is the one thing I was better than you at. Um, play like a little bit of halo like it was like so it was like it was just kind of a mix and like that's always kind of the way i'd prefer anyway so that's what i'm saying like for this i'm like when it's, when you have to pay for the system like for the online system yeah. i honestly don't know that i will because i don't honestly think that i'll use it like xbox i know for a fact i'll be using it maybe because, maybe in time i mean who knows if they release like this super gangster version of like an open world zelda and i'm like play it with me and you're like i'll buy one month for eight bucks and we'll see how i feel and then you get hooked is all time will tell no I, I, i'm saying i don't think i'm not saying that i i'm not i'm not ne- i'm not saying never it's not never say never justin bieber not. in it right now bro <laughs> never say never I was really more thinking James Bond, but all right, that's fine. Uh, El tomato <laughs> potato, okay, whatever. Um, but yeah, like I'm not saying like I won't. I'm just saying like I don't see it happening, at least not right now. But I mean, we'll see. I guess. I mean, I don't know. Honestly, I'd be like, but like, at the core, I'm just like I don't see myself using it because I mean, the only person I would conceivably play with is you. So yeah, uh, yeah no, I that's mean, fair. So it's like, I mean, because I don't really, as I said, like, I don't really care. But like, I know, to this day, have never, like, but that's the thing, you don't, there's not, it even says that basically Zelda would be able to play with other people. And like I'm saying, like, the games I would play are all games that are traditionally one player, like Zelda, like um, Mario, like, et cetera. Like, I never even played Splatoon when that came out. Um, I probably wouldn't play Mario Kart that much because you're just going to keep kicking my ass. So you know like, why? eventually that's going to get You old. know why I'm going to keep kicking your ass? Because you, you're the douchebag villain. Because I'm the I'm Drift King. You just yeah. get it right, okay? Stone Cold Kevin Austin is the Drift King, my man. And that's why we're saying douchebag. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, as I'm saying, like, I mean, I'm not saying I won't. I'm just saying, like, it's very much a situation of, like, I'll assess it. But it's like right now, the reason I, like, the reason I wouldn't even play on getting an uh, Xbox Live when I first got my Xbox, but I ended up like, as I said, like I fell in love with Halo. So then it became like a thing where like, I was like, okay, fine. I will fucking just, I will get Xbox Live just to play Halo. 
and I ended up using it for like a million different things, which is why I've consistently stayed with it since. But like, since I've never really used it on any Nintendo system since the Wii, and even then it was like, because I had nothing else to do, I don't really see it happening, but I'm not like, I'm not stonewalling. I'm just like, I, I don't know that I'm going to need to, but we'll see, I guess. Well, on that note, which is completely off of that note, I want to talk about the controller now. Um, so this is, for whatever reason, this is what I'm the most excited about. Obviously, we already talked about it. Slides onto the side, carry it around like a big game pad, slide them off, set the tablet down with the kickstand, play two-player with your buddy, or slip them into the big pro controller when you're at home, dock the tablet, and you've got just a normal gaming system. Versatility alone huge plus already excited about it but let me just read through i found this cool list of everything they could do so the they have which is very similar to what the playstation has and the xbox doesn't have a button for it but you can do it pretty easily they have a button on the left controller on the left Joy-Con, for taking pictures and uh videos of the gameplay so you can share it up i've used that on my xbox a ton for like rocket league and call of duty and random stuff so i think that's cool they, I never used that once. So uh, like. it's so fun. Like so, one one time in off topic, one time in Rocket League, uh, they had a goalie in there that they were playing very aggressively with him. That he would he literally wouldn't move out of the goal even if there was an open shot for him to come come across the field, and it was pissing me off. So I would just murder him. I would I would just drive all the way around the edge of the map on full screen and blow him up when I could. And obviously he caught onto that and started jumping when I'd get close to him. So I would drive right under him. So this one time we were on uh, one of the Rocket Le- Rocket Labs is what they're called. They're like weird, not standard uh, fields or courts or whatever you want to call them, uh, where there's a big circle. So I driving around and I came up behind him and he jumped and I jumped at just like the exact perfect time to blow him up out of the air and do a sweet front flip land and continue on. So I screenshotted it and sent the video to him to gloat. He sent me a bunch of cuss words, which is fair, but the dude was being a douche anyways. So if I can do that kind of stuff on Mario Kart, oh yeah, I'm going to be taking screen captures. So I don't, I, I, don't, I honestly don't give a fuck. Like, I'm glad that it exists for people that do care, but like, whenever I like, I works, people are like buying Elgato's and shit. I'm like, I mean, that's fine. I just have no interest. Like, I'm just like, it's like, for me, it's like the when cool shit happens, I'm never thinking about taking, it's, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's a moment that it's gone. So like, yeah. it's not like I can like fucking rewind and do it again. So it's like, yeah, but you can I rewind never, and just watch it again. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying I can't do it again. Like, it's like, it's, it's something that just happened. So it's like, it's, I can't just make it happen again. Cause usually it's the things that happen are really cool things that just happen to happen. Like, it's not like something where I planned it. Like, cause that never happens. Like the only, the way I play, it's very much like the fucking Joker. I'm like, that's the kind of guy with a plan. Like I just like literally just like go in to fucking just kill everybody and hope for the best. Well, maybe you'll use it on this, but anyways, let me continue. So, um, each controller has an accelerometer and a gyroscope, just like the Wii, but they're way more sensitive, which is very good news because the Wii could be a little silly. Um, they both have, it's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight buttons on just each half. So if you have this controller on your own, it's not like, you know, when you're playing two players with friends, it's not like, y- you know, playing on the NES where it was the D pad and two buttons. Like it's a full fledged controller still, which is cool. And then obviously when you use them both together, you have everything you could imagine um they each have uh this says they have individual shoulder buttons that's cool they hide inside when you dock it but when you take them off you still get shoulder buttons which is nice for certain games the 
they come with a strap accessory that like slides onto the top the exposed part because when you slide it off it has like this grooved section that may not be comfortable so the strap accessory like slides over top that gives it a little bit more girth (laughs) it raises it up so it's a little more in your hands because i've got little hands i ain't concerned but you know your hands are pretty big so you're gonna want a little more to hold on to and it offers the shoulder strap so people aren't throwing the remotes and tvs like they used to do um the right Joy-Con has an IR camera in it that can supposedly determine shapes and the distance of objects, and they demoed that by showing people playing, because that one-two switch game I was talking about, you can play rock, paper, scissors with people uh, like over the internet, and it'll, that IR camera can tell if you're throwing a rock, paper, or scissors, which is kind of cool. And then the most underrated and coolest feature, that, and there's a guy wrote an article that literally is called... Uh, Nintendo's HD Rumble will be the best unused feature of 2017. So each controller has this new haptic feedback system called HD Rumble that uh, Nintendo came up with to, I don't know how it works, if it's multiple motors or if it's like this special like framing inside of it, but it can detect, like the point of it is, and I'll read a quote, the point of it is to make it, you feel different sensations and different strengths throughout the controller as you're using it. And Nintendo invented the freaking like vibration and controllers with the rumble pack for the N64. So yeah. like in Call of Duty when you're getting shot and your controller's shaking, like that stuff doesn't happen without Nintendo. Okay, someone probably would have, but I'm just saying Nintendo started that and it was a big deal that rumble pack. Um yeah. it was it was like 50 bucks or something like that and all it did was made your controller shake. It was awesome. So well, it came with Star Fox yeah yeah and uh there was a, a glitch with the rumble pack where it's like if you had the rumble pack in when you were playing donkey kong country and you like pulled it out at this one level you could like go through the floors and then your whole game froze and it was crazy but um <laughs> so i wanted to read the uh the quote from here so i'll find that in a minute but basically it just allows it to be completely different so right here i found it so the twist here so quote unquote quote the twist here is for most of the mini game compilation modes you're not supposed to look at the tv screen you're supposed to feel the game through hd rumble this means adjusting how you pull down on a digital udder in a cow milking game based on the resistance or knowing when an open or when to open a safe based on how the lock's internal tumblers feel in your hand uh so the like in the the way they demoed this uh at the event was like uh, what did he say? He said he could feel like they they put this glass on the screen with an ice cube in the bottom with it, and he told that obviously they let people demo it, but when he was talking with it, when he shakes it in the bottom side, you feel the vibration on the left and right depending on how the ice cube's moving in the glass. When it's filling up with water, it very very gently like kind of slides up the controller so you feel it in your hands so like the whole point of that one two switch game and the whole point of this feature is that while you're playing games you're reacting to what the controller's doing and not just in a way like oh it's shaking something's going on like legitimately it's vital to the gameplay and i think that's amazing i really want to feel that i want to go through that i mean i'm not like against it. i mean it does sound cool i mean i have no idea it's again something where i can't like really comment on it because i don't have any like access to it so i can't be like yeah, I'm totally like that's that's some super stoked for it. I, I mean, it's all kind of right now. It's like in theory, it's just like yes, string theory is amazing, but I mean, like whatever, it's all fucking theory. So <laughs> well, yeah, they and he talks about that in this article, like um, with the Wii when that the, Nintendo always does stuff to like disrupt the game industry. So with the Wii, with the motion controllers, 
any game that wasn't made by Nintendo basically just did like a move it side to side really quick and that was it. Like there was no actual controls with it. Or the 3DS has a pretty decent AR system into it. It uses the two cameras and it like can project stuff onto the ground and you can play a game on your table that's like silly and nobody else uses that. Uh, and they even said one other one I can't remember. It's like Nintendo's always doing these things to try to be different. Oh, the gamepad, the Wii U gamepad. Nintendo games actually had a use for that extra touchscreen. Like I, uh, the whatever the Zelda game was that came out with it, you could like control the map and all your items and stuff like that on there. Every other game, it just mirrored the display. That's all it did. There was no point in having that screen on the gamepad. So it's like the hopefully the super like advanced feature to the remote will actually be used and not just be hey my controller shakes cool <laughs> call, I mean, call I, it a day some some games like, remember like the batman game um at least one of them like they did they made use of the the bit in the middle like you could use like your map and stuff like, it was like so there was use for it like yeah the majority of games didn't but like there was tons of games that did. i mean i'm gonna say tons but like there definitely was games that nintendo didn't make that made use of it so like yeah. I mean, I guess we'll see, but yeah, I mean, like, it is something that would be interesting. I mean, I know, like, when they, because I think, I feel like, I feel like some people were originally trying to make use of the, like, the Wii's, like, motion controls, but because they were so kind of, as you point out before, the boxing game, they were still kind of primitive, even though they seemed like they weren't. Mm -hmm. Um, By the time, like, they had invented the thing, I can't remember what the hell it was called, like, with with the Wii Sports Resort. Um, like Wii Motion Plus, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, I never even bought that, and some games required it, and I never even bought it. Yeah, I actually I did have it because I got, I got Wii Sports Resort, but it's just like the whole thing was I feel like at that point kind of people were like, well, what well, they just they were like, well, we we've already lived without it this long, so like what the fuck? So like I feel like they probably could have done more with it. They just if they had done that from the jump, but since they didn't, like I feel like that's why people could have abandoned it. So like, in this case, like that's what they would definitely have to do is kind of like get it in front of it and they're just basically like trying to like basically release it and then figure out what it is later. Yeah. Well, I mean, I hope it goes somewhere. I'm excited for it. I mean, obviously, if it hasn't been clear this entire podcast, I'm super excited about the Nintendo Switch in general. I'm definitely going to get it. Indeed. Well, I'm saying, like, I, I'm still, I, I very well might. I'm just, like, I'm, it's, it's a very strong might. I think I'm going to wait for the bundle, but I'm getting, it, it, I will not go through 2017 as a whole without picking it up at some point. Fair enough. I'm saying, like, I honestly might just wait till Christmas, but I'm not 100% sure of that yet. Yeah. Well,. I mean, heck, that's still 2017, sucker. Uh, all right, so enough Nintendo Switch. We talked about it for an hour. It's amazing. I hope everybody goes out and buys it. I really want to see Nintendo succeed. I I just think it's different and adds a little variety to the video game landscape, so I'm not just playing the same old shooter. But something I, I didn't want to like uh, text you that I hadn't seen anything, but what happened with the Defenders? Talk to me, Goose. Fill me okay. in. <laughs> Basically, the, the, the announcements that came out yesterday was, first thing was they uh, showed, as you look at my Instagram, um, they showed uh, A, uh, Entertainment Weekly, the cover is... Uh, Basically, Charlie Cox in character as Matt Murdock, uh, Mike Coulter in character as Luke Cage, uh, Finn Jones in character as Iron Fist, uh, such Danny Rand, sorry, uh... and um, uh, Jessica and uh, Christian Ritter as Jessica Jones, and they basically talk about the Defenders. And then they, there was a whole like I, I didn't read the article; I don't own, or I, I, mean, I read some of it, but I don't have. Everything weekly, so all I kind of read was like what was online. Mm-hmm. But like they basically, there was like a, a little video that was released where they kind of gave you a little bit like of insight into what the show was going to be. Because if you don't know, I'm assuming everybody that probably listens to this does, but if they don't, 
um basically um what marvel has done with the avengers basically like what they did was they basically they first introduced iron man introduced hulk introduced captain america introduced thor and then boom you have avengers Mm. um this basically it's like what basically marvel is doing with netflix is basically like you introduce daredevil you introduce jessica jones you introduce luke cage you introduce danny rand and then boom you have the defenders which basically like the street level version in this universe basically the street level version of the uh avengers because in the comics the defenders was not street level at all it was like uh <laughs> doctor strange silver oh, surfer yeah, you don't even have to go any further boom yeah it was it was batshit insane um but yeah, so like, and so they announced a. They announced that where basically like they had kind of shown it actually like the whole because we we were at Comic Con together and we both saw like when they announced in the room that Sigourney Weaver oh my was god the villain. that was amazing oh no I was in the room with Ripley I'm well aware of how amazing it was the freaking room <laughs> flipped out everyone started screaming and chanting oh that was good anyways continue sorry I just got flashback moment <laughs> but no um but yeah so they uh they said her name is alexandra which i honestly don't know if it's like a made-up name because you can be a different character or if they could be like, they it honestly wouldn't shock me because everybody keeps going with like this whole because like, kevin cardinal is like he's been saying since they first fucking announced it he's like the villain's gonna be the fucking hand he's like that's what they're, like, they're building to the hand that basically to be new york overrun by ninjas would be the fucking hand and i was like i guess we'll see dude like i'm not gonna like fucking just See outright to me anything. I mean, I they've only released like two shows now, three. But at the yeah. time we were talking about, they've only released two shows. So I was like, I'm not going to say absolutely it's going to be anything. Um, but also, it wouldn't surprise me because like the whole thing in uh, Jessica Jones, if you remember, um, uh, I can't remember her real name, uh, Trinity from Matrix. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, the the lawyer girl. In the comic, uh, Jerry Hogarth is a guy, and in the show they switched genders obviously and made it a girl. And I would not shock me if Sigourney's Weaver's character turns out to be um, a character that nobody is thinking about because it's probably they're not thinking about male characters that it very well could be a gender swapped version. Yeah, like I'm not saying it absolutely will be that, but it no, wouldn't surprise me at all. Who who would you like to see? Who would be a good villain? I honestly, I I'm just excited to see all like those guys get together because like that was the whole thing. Is like the other thing that was announced was. Um, that uh i think it was the same day that brian bendis is doing a new defenders comic series which focuses on jessica jones luke cage iron fist and daredevil which obviously that's cashing in because what marvel does now is basically just like hey this thing is coming out (laughs) here's the comic version yeah um but like i am super stoked about it because the whole reason that i really care about um obviously i wouldn't and I only wouldn't care about uh, Jessica Jones. I wouldn't know Jessica Jones existed because Jessica Jones didn't exist until Brian Bennett created her. But I'd never cared about uh, Luke Cage and Iron Fist until um, I started reading. Because the first, when I first came back to comics, I was out of comics for like, I can't remember. It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't really that long. It just felt like it was longer because when you're younger, time feels different. But like from like um, pretty much all of high school, I didn't read comics. Like I kind of jumped out of comics. Like I read them all through like, elementary school and middle school but i stopped by high school and i came back like when i was like probably like 20 or 21 um so again it wasn't that long it had been probably like three or four years it just felt longer but like when i came back 
and I was reading like uh, Bendis's Daredevil run because the first two books I bought were Bendis's Daredevil and Ennis's Punisher because those are like two of my favorite characters of all time and I was just like I don't care at the time I didn't know who anyone was so it was just like as far as writers go because I hadn't read them in years and um, but then I found out later how much I love Bendis but like Bendis's Daredevil introduced me to how fucking cool uh, Luke Cage and Iron Fist were because he used Luke Cage a lot in uh, both his Daredevil and even more so in uh, Alias, which was what the Jessica Jones comic book was called. Yeah. Um, and also used Danny Rand in uh, both books to some extent. Um, but that's the thing is like, so the fact that Bendis is doing this makes me happy, but also just the fact that like I'm going to get kind of these characters that I have loved for like probably like at least 10 years now because they came back to comics all together makes me really happy because that was the one thing that pissed me off about Luke Cage and I mentioned it before is that like it pissed me off from Jump Street that they barely acknowledged Jessica Jones like they never showed her and they never even acknowledged her presence yeah he was he was a huge piece of her story too and it was like you can't just he didn't just walk away from you which okay after having watched the show it wouldn't have made too much sense for her to be there but they should have brought her up more well, yeah, I'm not, I was like, all I really wanted, like, the end of the fucking season, if they'd had her just, like, standing somewhere, and, like, Luke sees her, and they have, like, a little moment, you just, honestly, don't even, they don't even have to have, it can be unspoken, that's fine, I just wanted something, and I got nothing, and that really pissed me off, because, yeah. to me, those characters are inextricably linked forever, like, I will never think of Jessica Jones without thinking of Luke Cage, and vice versa, like, to me, if I, it's like, I've read books without them, like, I mean, the current, um, Jessica Jones book only kind of has Luke in it, and um, the current uh, Heroes for Hire book uh, about Iron Fist and uh, Luke Cage um, doesn't have Jessica in it at all, at least so far. But like, it will always be in the back of my mind that I want that because it's, there are certain characters who I need to like have together, and those are two. Like, and that's the thing is that's why that's why I was like the fact that with this I will finally get everybody on the same show on the same page makes me phenomenally happy because it didn't give me that in Luke Cage which really annoyed the shit out of me so like the fact that now I'm going to get that and also get it in comics so as I said like um, Bendis is doing the Defender series mm-hmm. on, in the comic so like I don't know just all of it together makes me really really happy because I'm just like the thing was like when I was growing up it's like, it's like my top five superheroes I've always or my like, character or whatever um, it's always been uh Batman, Wolverine and the X-Men, um, Daredevil, Punisher, and uh, usually switch, switch back and forth between Green Lantern and Cats America. But, like, four of those five are really, like, not... They're, they're street-level like street characters. They're not characters that are, like... Yeah, they're big, not gods like, like Thor. They're not the Hulk blowing shit up. They're, yeah, they're guys. Like, they're people. Like, yeah, like, I grew up on Hulk, but, like, the things that really kind of kept my interest were the kind of just essentially just regular people who were just pushing themselves to the like like as far as they possibly could for the sake of helping people and doing what they can to just make the world a better place and that's an idea i will always gravitate towards and my brother was always much more into like silver surfer and like kind of the more cosmic heroes and then there's that's fine it just for me like that was just something i never had any interest in so as much as i love like star wars the reason i love star wars is because it's so character driven and like everything in that in star wars is really not about the big vastness of space it's about mm. these people because that's the thing is like that's to me what's interesting like whatever it is like if i if it's not 
characters like I, if it's not very character driven i don't usually keep interest like that's like it's because because like, to me like when something is plot driven like as fun as it might be like i'm not gonna remember that it's like cotton candy like i'm it's, it's i'm enjoying it but like it's not something that i'm like i won't remember it five minutes from now whereas like if you give me something that's like actual like about people generally i will like kind of stick with them like almost like they're my friends like the reason I always go back to like Days Confused and like any movie that I like, the reason I keep going back to them to a large extent, if you look at my favorite movies, is basically just because in some part of my mind, like those characters are important to me and it's basically the only way I get to like visit them. Like it's like it's like it's like characters that like almost are like my friends and mm. I pull off pull Days Confused off the shelf and watch Days Confused, I get to like see my friends again. It's like the only way I get to see, see those friends again. So it's like, that's the thing. It's like, that's the reason, like, I'm stoked for this. Like, it's like when you're, like, the villain thing. I'm like, the villain is, like, whatever. Like, because to me, like, just having them together is what matters. Like, I don't really, like, I liked Cottonmouth um, a lot. Oh, Luke I Cage. loved Cottonmouth. Um, I didn't really care about Diamondback. Um, I love Pearl Man. Um, I love Kingpin. Um, like, there's definitely, like, villains that I love in, like, the Marvel, um, like, Netflix universe. Like, the, the TV universe. But, like, to me, the thing that makes them interesting is not the villains. Like, the thing that makes them interesting is Matt Murdock. The thing that makes it interesting is Jessica Jones. The thing that makes it interesting is Luke Cage. The thing that will make Iron Visitors think if they do it right, which it seems like they did from the shit they showed us at Khan, is Danny Rand. Because, like, that's the thing. is like, in the end, it's not the fucking, like, big operatic action that sells me on anything. It's the fucking character shit. Like, it's, like, my favorite stuff in, like, Avengers isn't necessarily like the fucking like hulk fighting like the faceless um chitauri it's like cats america and iron man like in the cats america iron man and bruce banner in the lab talking like that's the thing that kind of resonates with me and the thing that i remember Mm -hmm. so it's like that's the thing is like in the end like whatever sigourney weaver is the villain I'm sure she'll be great and I'm sure it'll be awesome. But like, to me, the thing that's selling it is just that I love those characters so much. I want to see more from them and I want to see them all interacting with each other. I get that, but I have to, I have to see it in, in, okay. So in action's a bad word. Cause we just talked about how action's not what it is, but in action, not like, so how they react with the villain. It's why Loki was so successful. It's like, he has a specific way of communicating with each of the people he's fighting that makes you either root for him, root against him, whatever, whatever, like people develop from their fights, yada, yada. So if she's just a leader of the hand, like that won't do it. I'm sure I'll still love it. Okay. I'm not going to say it's going to be trash, but that won't do it for me. That's not, that's not. Because uh, she is such like a, a commanding presence. Like even if she just tells you to do something, you get kind of scared of, of just of the way she talks. But I mean, like, wouldn't for, for I don't know about you, but wouldn't for you for me it feels a little boring if she was just the leader of the hand. Like I don't want to see that. Well, no, I mean I'd rather she was like uh, like a character that like is like a recognizable character. But at the same time, well, as I, I said, don't even like, care about like the name that she is. I want her to be the focal point of what they're fighting not the person they're literally having a fist fight with but the conversations the traps the the escapes like all that stuff if they're just going up against a thousand ninjas and she's just pointing them in the direction i'm gonna be bored as hell like that's why i don't like that idea but i'm saying but honestly like i mean who really i mean season two of daredevil is a in my mind a much more successful season 
and really oh, yeah, break, it yeah, down, it is. break it down for me like who's the main villain there isn't really one like it's like if you really like really really try hard you can think of like basically like nobu in the hand because it was holding electra but like really the thing that matters uh, is the journey of frank castle and the journey of matt murdoch like the journey is what matters like but i like the way they interact with like the journey that they have so obviously with each other because the punisher is kind of the villain for like the first few episodes uh kingpin plays a big part and he has to keep playing games with him the guy who's mate who who ruined frank castle's life is constantly being brought in and then nobu's whatever again the hand bored me in that season and it was the minor and it's terrible to call kingpin a minor villain in that scenario but the minor villains that keep driving these people to make these decisions is what i like so i so i still stand behind if she's the leader of the hand i'm gonna be like what what well, the thing is like the thing for me that like the, my favorite moment of the entire season is like because it's basically like daredevil as like fighting the hand and then like you just like boom and you look up and like punishers up on the thing and like taking like sniping down hand ninjas like they had that moment of connection and then like when it's basically done it's like see you around red and just like goes away and i'm like to me that like they just talk about that like makes the hair in my neck stand up like nothing and i love the kingpin i love Vincent d'onofrio's character of the kingpin but nothing in the first season of daredevil um nothing in the first season of jessica jones like nothing mm. villain villain wise for me gives me that reaction like so that's what i'm saying yeah. like we're we're different people. I hope the defenders uh, appeals to both of us the same. I mean, I feel like it will. I mean, I de- they definitely know because I feel like they. I feel like Kevin Feige understands that you need both. Like, but, I, but I feel like the whole thing is like um, I've talked about it with Cardinal before. Is it like really the villains in general? Like they're interesting in many cases or not whatever, but mostly it hinges on the people playing them more than anything. Like, the reason that Loki is so successful is because of Tom Hiddleston. Oh, like, yeah, definitely, definitely. So it's like, in the end, like, the kind of, like, nobody gave a shit about Whiplash before Iron Man 2. I mean, you could argue that some people, most people still don't. But the reason I care about Whiplash is because of how awesome and sympathetic and wonderful Mickey Rourke made that character. So it's like, that's the thing, is like, in the end, like, you can take characters that aren't really, like, A-list, fucking not even, like, C-list villains, like Ironmonger and, like, Whiplash and, like, shit like that, and you can still make them compelling just by virtue of the fact that, like, if you put a really great performer in their spot, like what we're getting with Sigourney Weaver, and have, and just show how your hero reacts to them. Like, because that's the thing. is like It's because in the end, like, it doesn't matter. Like it could have been any villain in Iron Man Two or Iron Man, like whatever. It could be any villain, but it works because of how it's it's, it's like it's like the thing in like pro wrestling. Like if you don't build your like heel as essentially almost unstoppable, um, and build your baby face as basically like an underdog, you don't necessarily care at the resolution of it. That's why nobody cares about Roman Reigns because it's like it's just like if you make the guy who just fucking beats everybody and the guy you're supposed to be getting behind, you're like, why? Like, he clearly doesn't need my support because he's going to win anyway. Like, you need to have that. Like, it's, it's like, no matter who Sigourney Weaver is playing, it doesn't really matter because it matters, like, how Daredevil reacts to her, how Jessica Jones reacts to her, how Luke Cage reacts to her, how Iron Fist reacts to her. Like, that's what matters. Like, in the end, like, that's what matters to me. 
Yeah, I, I again, I get what you're saying. I just don't. That's not what pulls it for me. And I'm really excited to see how Iron Fist plays out because so far, even though they've all had pretty major uh, run-ins with bad people, like a uh, purple purple man was no joke and uh it turned out that uh what the hell's his name in luke cage the main bad guy diamondback turned out to you know have this cool suit with the super strength and whatnot like that all they definitely had super villains but those two shows compared to daredevils were so much more okay the wording's not proper but it was so much more of a like one-on-one direct battle between uh, the protagonist and antagonist, whereas Daredevil, I mean, he's got so much shit on his plate with everything he's dealing with. So I'm really interested in which way Iron Fist goes, see which kind, which story they tell, and if it's different than both, and then how all of them get together. Because so Daredevil's taking on this secret organization no one knows about. His best friend is well, not best friend, but his new friend is like this super mercenary. His main well, and tag hold on hold on hold on Punisher doesn't get paid but go ahead okay okay uh uh just murder and his, uh, uh his main bad okay. yeah well he's past that his <laughs> his main villain is uh, you can't even put a label on kingpin amazing jessica jones dealt with one guy that whole show and obviously he messed everything up and it was completely awful but she dealt with that one guy and her fear of him the whole show so that was different they just did their thing Luke Cage took down that entire freaking organization that Cottonmouth had going on, and then all of a sudden gets into a fist fight with his brother. So that was weird. And now we're looking at Iron Fist, which I don't even understand most of how that's going to go. They haven't released everything I want, and that's okay because the show comes out in two months anyways. But it's like, you know, is it going to be a personal battle, him and, you know, his... Because obviously his family, they, they showed that in Comic-Con a little bit, like the struggle he has with coming back to his company not being his company anymore, or his family's company, or whatever. So how... The mo- the thing that intrigues me most about Defenders is making all of their different lifestyles fit into fighting one common enemy that's why i need the enemy to be so big so you're so you're right in saying how each of them reacts and grows from it but i just don't understand how all three of them are going to come together to fight someone who's just again another organization i don't like that well no i'm saying like because really realistically if you if if the hand like let's say she is the leader of the hand theoretically the hand could take over new york and they essentially the world they really they could because that's the whole thing is like if you um go back to like um the whole any diggle horrible run on daredevil um the whole point of it was because the end of brubaker's run had him taking over as the leader of the hand and then it just kind of goes deeper from there but like that's the whole thing so he basically takes over new york with the hand because that's really in the end that's what you can do and that's why it's a threat like in the end like that's enough of a threat to com- to make all four of them have to because literally like they're all basically like they're not like cats america and iron man and shit where it's like it's about the world to them it's about new york city so like if somebody is taking over the city it doesn't matter really i mean it's like, it, it doesn't matter like what their motivations are if the person's if, 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 if somebody's trying to just take over the city and pose their will that's enough motivation right there for daredevil iron fist uh luke cage and jessica jones to go after that person because it's literally protecting their home and their way of life i i guess so i don't see that from my personal interpretation of luke cage and jessica jones i don't see that that much which not to say luke cage didn't i mean obviously he fought for 
um uh oh shit where was it um what was the what was the town what was the borough what was the thing Luke Cage harlem, was in? Harlem, harlem harlem uh so obviously he fought all of harlem but i mean even half of that was con- people convincing him slash him convincing himself it was worth the fight and uh jessica jones it was never about new york it was mostly about just leave me alone i've i'm messed up in the head because if you know her story obviously she has a reason to be well so yeah I, but think I, about I it think about it think about it though like in the first episode she was going to just leave town like that was the whole thing mm-hmm. is that she was just gonna leave and then like mm-hmm. that in that moment she like turns around and goes back because that's the thing is like in the end like and like even if you like look at like malcolm and like trish like it's like everybody when they were imperiled when it came down to it it wasn't about her it was about the other people and that's what see actually, i don't think it was about the other her. people i think it was about purple man it was just about not no, letting him thing. do what he does but it wasn't because purple man in the end like once you've gotten people away from his influence like in the end it's not really about him anymore it's about protecting those people in general like really purple man had no connection with like the uh, weird twins that were apparently incestual oh yeah like, no no he didn't she was still connected to them and trying to like help so i'm saying like in the end like that's the thing about that makes Jessica Jones interesting is that she's a character who is by far the most broken of that group and one of the most broken. Oh yeah. No, without a doubt. But she is also somebody who the thing that makes her a hero is at the end, it's not about her. It's, it's about other people. And that's what like as much she makes it into her being like, she doesn't care about anybody but herself. And she just gives it like her own peace of mind. That's not the, that's not the reality of the character. Like the reality of the character is that she's somebody who will like it's like she's very much like me in the sense that she's just like it's not necessarily it's like she'll protect people if she has to but like most of the time it's basically it's about the people close to her and making sure they're good it's more more of that than yourself like i guess i, I mean we got me we got different we got different stuff out of it and that's good that's the whole point of these things is hopefully you like it and take your own interpretation and run with it and I mean, I think the Defenders will definitely suit both our needs, but it'll make a very interesting debate when that comes out. Make a very <laughs> lively conversation when that comes out. Indeed, uh, but either way, yeah. Um, did Do they have an official date for Iron Fist? Uh, I don't know the exact one. Last year was uh, March 21st for um, okay. Daredevil, so probably the same general time. So March. I know they said... Uh, Q, I think it's Q1. I, 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 I don't even remember. I think they said February or March at the actual... Uh, it's all been thing, so for the last few years it's been the same schedule isn't it? Where basically it's been like um one gets released in like i think it's like october and then the other way basically like every six months essentially yeah so when that comes out you know we'll be here making another one of those uh because i've got i'm so excited to watch that and then the defenders is the end of the year and the punisher is going to be coming out and that's going to be amazing and netflix marvel i want to do an entire podcast about and that's a that's my favorite it's my favorite marvel thing going on which is not to discredit the movies i love doctor strange i love civil war i'm excited for the next avengers but netflix marvel just does it for me it's so good it's so Fair good enough. i mean i love it all honestly like i love netflix well marvel. yeah i'm not i love Agents i'm just saying Shield. gun to my head I if someone was films. like you're only can watch netflix because i said so or and i'd be like okay fine netflix you win sorry no, I mean, if I had, if I literally, if I had no other choice, I would still pick the films. But I'd be really bummed out about it. It's just like if somebody was like, really if, somebody, 
if somebody said like um like people have said my entire life they were like marvel or dc i'm like i love both i grew up no. on both oh yeah yeah i don't so, play so, that game but hypotheticals are fun you know me well, i, I say, live off hypotheticals i know but i'm saying like if somebody put a gun to my head i'd be like i guess marvel but i'd be really bummed that i couldn't read like batman or superman or green lantern or any of that shit anymore i'd be really upset about it gun, so like gun to your head marvel or dc just pull the trigger man i don't <laughs> i don't play hypotheticals just pull it i don't care <laughs> oh that's kind of depressing all right uh all right, well, yeah, so hopefully, you know, I, I don't have much else to say. I'm really excited for the Nintendo Switch. I'm really excited for everything Marvel's doing in the Netflix universe. And hopefully everyone enjoys listening to this in the middle of the week. I, I just, I want to turn out podcasts as fast as possible, so maybe maybe that'll be a good thing. But either way, hopefully it's been good. Everybody listening, Friday's another one coming out, um, and that one will follow up more on Nintendo that we weren't able to cover today because... Like we said, the announcement wasn't out yet. We learned a whole bunch of cool shit today. It was yes, exciting. Indeed. But thank you for tuning in. Keep listening, as always. I'm your handsome hunk of a host, Kevin. I am also a host. <laughs> I am charismatic Adjectives, as fuck. Patrick. Adjectives. <laughs> I am charismatic as fuck, and I'm Patrick. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We are the men of the machine, and have a wonderful day. Oh